Hello, universe. It's uh, it's the sixth of August. August. Dude, sometimes I'm just gaps of months off. What's that about? It's December the sixth. That makes it my brother-in-law Jim's birthday. Happy birthday, Jimmy! <clears throat> and it is also uh, seventy-three degrees outside. This is December sixth. We are nineteen fucking days from Christmas, and we have a day when all I can think about is getting on the tennis court. <clears throat> and believe it or not, my face is in such a compromised position that I might make it. I'm healing by the minute, I feel like. As a matter of fact, let me see if I can pause. This infection thing is going away. My face is almost back to normal. And, um, well, I, I think I look a hell of a lot more like myself right now than I have for five days, six days. So, feeling great. Feeling great. Had a weird experience this afternoon. My sister and I went hauling around doing some stuff. And uh, that one's going to follow this. Because on December 6th, there's one fucking great thing. And that is my brother-in-law's birthday. And my brother-in-law is a cool dude. Like, bikes, mountain bikes. He just did a 100-mile mountain biking nonstop race. And you, you might think, on a bike, that's nothing. Bullshit. Bullshit. 100 miles on a mountain bike? is a fucking endurance race. And it's a <clears throat> it's a standard he's he's held himself to at the age of I'm going to say it 55. He's the he's the most committed to his own sense of who he is. When I say I know one person in the world I know loves himself, it's Jim. You can't deny it. He loves himself. And he uh is an outstanding influence on those around him and provides for those around him to know um, the same capacity. He's he's just a wonderful person. And when you are here on December 6th, you have to pay attention to that. <clears throat> so, happy birthday, Jim. And thanks for letting me borrow Emma for three hours of frustrated time. She'll enjoy telling you the story, I'm sure. But it all works out in the end because whenever the three of us are involved, it does always work out in the end. But... <clears throat> That really, and something else is what I got on to talk about. So then you can hear the thing about what my sister and I went through today, which is pretty funny in some ways, to me, specifically. So thanks, little G.O.D. We got some time in today with some humor. All right, I'll stop talking to God. You are, um, you are silly if you're still here, because who are you? Why would you listen to this? What are you listening to? Do you even know? Of course you don't. Because something called It's All My Fault, it could be about anything. Exactly. So why would I limit myself to talking about It's All My Fault When the Rain Comes Down? Or situational... Um, exactly. What I do on this show is I, I, I continue to share my mystic emergence as what I won't limit myself, because why would I? I'm an American, white middle class, no less, so... Any but male, no less. <clears throat> if anybody's not going to limit themselves, hmm, uh, is there a better candidate? So, from anything from finally getting my shit together to Messiah, this epiphany of life and meaningfulness, destiny, fulfillment, personal fulfillment, um, that's what I meant, not fulfillment. Um, uh, 
just purpose. And, 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 and no regrets and no, no hesitations. I don't, uh, just assuredness. Where'd all this shit come from, right? I don't know. Cause this isn't me or it wasn't me for 45 years. And I'm going to have to start saying 50 years. I think my 50 year cutoff is where it really came down. And now that I'm a different me, well, I'm sharing this metamorphosis I went through. So maybe this current shedding of my skin and my face is symbolic of where, uh, of where I, I finally realized the new physical me is here. And the first thing that happened that made me think, okay, well, hang on, I'm going to take a bong hit. All right, hang on. Oh, pause. Oh, I'm fucking stoned. Seriously. I'm fucking high. Oh my God, am I high. I just hit, overhit some kitchen sink. Fucking <coughs> dry press resin. <coughs> and I am fucking high as hell right now. Oh my God. That shit is bombed. <laughs> At least the first hit of it is. <laughs> Holy fuck. This is what I'm talking about. When you take that first hit of a concentrate. Sometimes it shouldn't just knock you off your socks. Wow, I'm high. Alright, well, sorry about that. But let's carry on. So, okay, obviously the problem I have with Messiah is a, a few. <laughs> First of all, the grandiose. <laughs> Second of all, I don't believe in him. Third of all, no, I'm not. <clears throat> I'm not a Messiah. But I think what I am realizing is that if we're not willing to all think of ourselves as the Messiah, as capable of turning the entire thing around, having the influence that can make not just this day different, but this next week and this next month, and everything forward from there. I've just been playing the game that way. Everyone I run into, I try to tell them what I took away from it that was beneficial. Thank you for this. Every thank you I can give, I give. And there were so many thank yous to deliver while I was in the hospital. It was just fantastic. So it was an energy-lifting, spiritual thing for me to be in a hospital overnight. I even told my mom this, the whole thing was kind of spiritual for me, to be that cared for, to be reminded that <clears throat> it was okay to ask for help. Anyhow, um, the <clears throat> other thing I am is a fucking weed-smoking junk. Is a junkie have to be somebody with needles? They asked me a lot about needles while I was in the hospital. I'll give them that. Uh, I don't use needles, but whatever. I smoke weed, a lot of it. Now, not more of it, because I am high. Holy hell, I am high. <gasps> my nose is back to normal. I mean, seriously, that's my fucking nose. I gotta look at myself again. Did I heal this up this fast? Yeah, my nose is back to normal. I'm, well, there's a little swelling across the bridge, but that's where I picked at it, so that might be specific. Dude, oh, oh, oh I love how healthy I stay mostly. This is the biggest health scare I've ever had, so this was legit. <clears throat> but to get all the way to 54 without having a single real health scare, seriously, this is it. And even this went away if I'd have just given it two more days. Well, maybe not. The antibiotics may have flushed it through. Okay. Um, when, I, when I look at the world, I know the biggest disappointment is that everybody's been overlooked somehow. Everyone's been underserved somehow. Everyone's been um, just eventually 
the line no longer was there to be even gotten into somehow or whatever. Like life just kind of passes you by or an opportunity that nobody noticed you were trying to achieve that would have been great for you. Um, never got the one support that it needed to make it all through. I mean, we're just, we're a bunch of near misses, which is what I came to realize is it's not the ultimate irony of being human is that you're going to near miss almost everything that you want to go after in your life. But you're not going to know so much about what you want in life because those near misses stack up to leave you with these narrow paths of just fulfillment. And so you end up in a path of fulfillment no matter who you are. <clears throat> At some point, that's why you're here. It's to fulfill. For what, though? Well, for me, I could never figure that out. Because every time I tried to insert myself into said equation or um, formula or recipe, I never fit. I was the ingredient that didn't belong. I was coming to these conclusions that I must be broken, that I must be somehow DSM-worthy, that I must be some sort of misshapen human of the most maladroit kind or some other superhero yet to be invented. But... Um, if you look at yourself as a villain, well, then you become villainous, I believe. Or at least you now have that as your, <clears throat> yay, you now have that in your consideration box of who you can become, is somebody of that character. And what I didn't have was somebody to aspire to be, because as a child, what they want you to tell them is what you want to be. Well, um, happy? <laughs> I mean, fuck, man. What were my answers? They were emotions. <laughs> so they, they didn't make sense to anybody because I had the tools to be anything. So I would say things like a lawyer. An astrophysicist was my big answer through elementary school because it was one of the longest words that I could spell with a Y in it and shit like that. So <clears throat> I just... But really, well, what did I want to be? I don't know fucking... Travel to space. I travel to space. I'll do that. I'll be an astronaut. You know, so those were the kinds of things that I thought. But then when I found out you had to go to the military to be an astronaut, I was like, God, that is terrible because I will not be a soldier. I don't, I didn't realize then that I could have gone through. Well, maybe I did. Whatever it was, <clears throat> what ultimately the answer was, was happy or content would be a better answer or mm, content and curious. What, what what was both <laughs> the thing that started to be the easiest sense of of return for me coming into adulthood was expanding what I could do and who I was in other words getting out there and doing shit you know fucking playing golf or going to Mexico or traveling the world do what you know especially traveling traveling is such a huge part of life to teach you what you can and cannot um, <clears throat> know about yourself but these were all things that were nagging, hang on. These were all things that were nagging at me from outside. Like I was always trying to understand a world of, of external influence, of what was being sold to me as the way to go or the pathward up or the, the fulfilling life verticals. And, um, you know, things like go on to be a JD or, or get your JD or go... Uh, into med school or, or follow a doctorate in philosophy, for fuck's sake. Seriously, go teach philosophy. Which was always the, 
the candidate that had the most heart and should have won. But that really meant, that meant cozying up to the ivory tower forever. And, well, I would have done it. I would have done it. If I if I decided that instead of to apply to a law school, I'd probably be there still. I was either going to go to a master's plan in philosophy or to law school when I left my undergrad. And since I got into BC Law School, well, that was the decision maker. Off to BC Law School I went. And then I dropped out. <clears throat> not, not even before taking a class. I knew, I knew I'd sent in $2,225 worth of deposit fees and I gave it all up to quit. Yeah, and this became a pattern in my life that continued on and on and on. So, instead of finally understanding that the only question I never asked myself is, what do I want? Who am I? And what should I be doing? Um, well, some of those questions started forcing their way back into my life. Recently. Like now. So, that's what the journey really has been um, ironing out. Is that I was willing to allow my sense of who I really am deteriorate to a point that my sense of who I am now is so different from things that I used to be that they don't even connect. So <clears throat> when I think of what you might be doing here, you might have some disconnects in your own life. And you might even feel like you need to hear what disconnecting is like to stay connected for yourself. Because there are times when all of us are just overwhelmingly challenged to a point it's not there. This is a silly place to be, this earth six... Blah, blah, blah. And I believe some silly shit about it. You can listen to any episode and hear me wander off about things I believe that very few others would agree to. But I'm serious about making this a better planet. I'm serious about people understanding that their opinions, their opinion of themselves underserved right now. They think less of themselves than they should. And I speak of right now. And all of you listening to this, I can tell you it's true. <clears throat> and so... For me to have gone to a place that I have, to come back to the agreement with it that I now have forever and through eternity signed to be on. Well, I believe in the human spirit more than I believe in almost anything. Because when it's at its best, it is the greatest thing in this galaxy. Hey, universe. As episode 419s go... We're going to not talk about weed. Because why would I want to talk about weed when I'm having such a fascinating physical metamorphosis happen in real time? Nothing like this has ever happened to me before. As I sit here now, I'm shedding skin like my sunburn is finally healed and I'm ready to get back out there in the uh, Jamaican sun. Uh, oh, did I just take the... And yet, <clears throat> my... Swelling is reducing. On the right side, it's almost completely reduced. The left side is still clearly swollen in the ear. In fact, I think the last of the infection is an earache that is affecting my left ear. And even my left eye is fully uh, healed. There's nothing in my eye whatsoever that's swollen or uh, shedding skin at this point. So I'm getting to look a lot like my old self right now, like in real time. And when... Uh, my sister and I went into uh, Target this morning at uh, 12 o'clock. Well, that's... Or 11 o'clock, whatever. Uh, that certainly wasn't the case. Because first, like, cart boy I looked at, looked at me and was like, what happened, man? 
So it's healing up right now, which is crazy. But it is. Pause. So, yabba-dabba-dooba-dabba-dooba-dabba-dibby. And I feel great. I mean, I feel great. And uh, ran around the town with my sister today. And that was fun because my sister can actually drive. Running around town with my parents is like running around town with myself on my butt. Well, no, it's more like running around with myself on my feet. It's so slow. It's so slow. But with them, it's so fast. It's like with a taxi driver. So that was nice. Plus, you know what that means. I did some errands for myself. And, oh, is that sweet Sandy a watermelon soda from the Mercado Market? Oh, my God, it is. God, I love that stuff. There's another GAWD. Okay. <clears throat> I did find a couple of cat messes that I had missed on my initial purview of the house, and that's too bad because they're significant. But um, on today's jaunt, also ran into some great deals on cat food, so she's quite happy. Sitting in a sunny window because it is December 6th, my brother-in-law's birthday, Jimmy Jimmy, happy birthday, and... It's 73 fucking degrees outside. I'm not kidding. One of the things my brother-in-law can say with fairness is he's never had a day on which to go have an Elitch's birthday, which is essentially to do whatever you want because the weather will be great. He's always had to plan for an inside birthday. As has every December 7th, 3rd. I don't, I get it. But as a June 28th kid, listen, I lead such a charmed life, it's shocking. But I'm charmed in every way. So you want a birthday in the next entry to your life on Earth? Pick June 28th. You'll love it. It's a great birthday. But don't pick December 6th. Uh, I mean, you're three weeks from Christmas, for fuck's sake. Oh, do we give him the big present now or do we give it to him at Christmas? I mean, hmm. I don't know. That's not the way to go from life. So it being 73 degrees on my brother-in-law Jim's birthday is a big, hey, Jim, you've earned this from all of the shit birthdays that have come before this one when the weather was concerned. Pause. Uh, I'm paused. The uh, left ear is still swollen visibly and looks bad from, like, outside. But it's reduced. The right ear's fine. Uh, right cheek is swollen, which is weird because the left cheek is not. Need a hit real quick. Oh, thank you, Sandia Soda. All right. Um, I <coughs> hold on. Oh, I uh, had a bit more adventure than was necessary because leaving my <coughs> okay, okay, leaving <coughs> leaving my sister. In the parking lot at King Supers while I ran in to grab a few things to stock for my parents' house. Um, the, uh, the process uh, had her listening to the radio in the car. I don't know if she had the uh, any other power items on. But whatever happened, we couldn't get the car started when I got in the car. Something, this is not something my sister goes through. This is not something my sister goes through. My sister drives cars that start. You get what I'm saying? Like, my sister is, like, the kind of person who, for this occurrence, is mortifying. Mortifying. So, um, 
And so, first I have to make a joke. It's like, Emily, you're going to hang out with me. The first thing you got to know is your karma's going to dip into some white trash problems. <laughs> so, I'm like, Em, all we, have, all we really have to do is turn everything off and wait. We haven't been here that long. You don't have a battery that can go that, that south. So, she's like, well, how long? How long do we have to wait? Of course. And I'm like, I don't know. So, she waits two minutes. Brrr. We see a little bit of improvement. I'm like, okay, now we know that we have to wait. Not two minutes. How about 15? She's like, 15? For what? The battery just needs to gather enough charge that the we can turn the car over. And then you can fire all your shit back up. So, we wait. But we don't wait 15 minutes. We wait like six. Because why? It's 73 goddamn degrees in December. We're sitting in the direct sunlight in a car where we can't even roll the windows down. And if we crack the doors, we got lights on. And I mean, we're literally baking. And so both of us are hot. I'm like, go ahead, give it a try. Your battery's probably stronger than you think. Oh, we're, oh fuck. You know what I mean? Like, we're, we're becoming our own worst enemy at this point. I'm like, how about we just go have lunch and your car will be ready when we get back? She's like, I don't want to eat here. I was like, what's wrong with Chick-fil-A? I'm not going to Chick-fil-A. I was like, what? Have you never had Chick-fil-A? It's good. And I'm assuming she's like talking it down like Taco Bell. She's like, no, they're politics. I was like, fuck. Okay, how about we go have some McDonald's fries and goddamn milkshakes? She's like, oh, I don't like milkshakes. I'm like, what can we do anywhere to take our minds off this so that when we come back, we can just drive away? She's like, let's just be patient. I'm like, M. It is hot as fuck in the car. So I am going to go to McDonald's and get a milkshake. I will also get you one because you might want one while we sit through this. So off I go to McDonald's. And um, she sits in the car the whole time, too. But I know she's firing it up every fucking 15 seconds. I just know her. Not 15 seconds. That's not fair. But every three minutes, it's just it's it's too much waiting time to, to not give it one more shot. And that's just killing every opportunity for it to gather enough juice. And eventually we'll kill it to the point we won't be able to start the car. So, <clears throat> I probably never should have left her in. Ah, what a tough call. Anyhow, the McDonald's ends up being this huge mix-up. Where I end up getting an extra shake. I actually end up getting two. And I can't deal with four milkshakes with me and my sister who doesn't even really like them. So I give one to the guy that was next to me in line. I was like, do you like milkshakes? Here, have a milkshake. And it was all because of the whipped cream that comes on top of them now. I didn't know they came with whipped cream on top. That's bullshit. That's bullshit. And not that... I, I don't want... I don't want... Just give me the milkshake. I don't want the extra fluff of anything. If that's all the milkshake you're going to give me, then make that my milkshake. Don't put whipped cream on it. So the guy totally gets what I'm saying when I complain. And uh, I end up with all these extra milkshakes. I think he knows that I'm accepting one that is going to be kind of disappointing. But I'm not taking the other one because I hate whipped cream. Fucking hate it. Don't put it on my milkshake. So <clears throat> I'm walking back to the car with three milkshakes. One's got whipped cream on it, I'll admit. But <clears throat> um, my sister is still sitting in the car alone. And, oh, I, I had forgotten to mention this part. I wonder if I overlooked this part intentionally. I couldn't have. While we're waiting in the car, and it's getting hot as fuck. Somebody I know very well, but uh, from working at Home Depot, walks up. 
And no, it's not my arch nemesis, the guardian angel. It's my arch team member, the lone wolf. And yeah, I know this person well. Like, I know her name first and last. Hell, I hired her. So, <laughs> there's somebody who's here that can save our ass. If they'll just jump the car. If we're in that position, we should do that. Like, I was like, it'd be ridiculous if we're still not having the car started. And she drives away. That'd be the dumbest thing I've ever done in my life. So, as I'm coming back with the milkshakes, right? She had been there before in the heat period. Because Emily won't let me go beg her to, to start us while she's walking into the store. I said, okay, here's the timer then. When, if she walks back out, she's our fucking answer. She'll help us. And so, I figure I have enough time to go get milkshakes. <clears throat> because I know she's taking a basket of fucking food in. She's shopping for, you know, more than just uh, yogurt. Uh, which is true because I also know her car. And when I come out of McDonald's, it's still there. So I walk up to the car and, and she's like, I was like, when was the last time you started it? I don't know, a minute or two ago. <laughs> I was like, okay, here's your milkshake. She's like, I don't like milkshakes. Okay, fine. Um, I got an extra one. So I put two milkshakes in the car, start drinking one. And oh my God, am I just now getting better? Because it's really getting hot. If you sit in a 70 car degree car, direct sunlight, windshield i mean you're getting warm and my sister is not in as good a shape as i'm in but she's she's got a diet pepsi that i know can't be helping hydrate her all and the, i'm not saying the milkshake's going to do that at all what it's going to do is it's going to cool down her system it's going to make her whole body feel better instead of just that diet coke which is going to flush out her kidneys but <clears throat> not even flush them out that's not what i meant so i, I can't talk her into one until i'm about halfway through my first one and I mean my first one because hell yeah, I had that other one. And once she uh, takes a sip, she's like, okay, yeah, okay, okay, the cool. And cool. And she's like, okay, okay, this will get me through a Sudoku game. I'll play one more game of Sudoku and then we'll give it a shot. I was like, we'll play one more game of you winning Sudoku. And about four minutes later, I hear that. Brr -brr I was like, fucking fire it up. We start right up. Well, we don't start right up, but we start. And drive away, we did. So, <clears throat> it's <laughs> it's good that uh, my sister and I, when we create crises together, we create crises that usually work out. But it's always interesting to watch the pattern of which we process the crisis. Because we're not, we don't bump each other's uh, intentions like directionals uh, counterproductively, like I can with my mother, for instance. So I, what I'm talking about here are the ways you can be uh, counterproductive with each other versus being not necessarily a team working on all fucking frontiers together on goddamn television, but not necessarily getting in each other's way, but not necessarily even making it easier on each other. That's kind of what my sister and I can be, is almost doing our own thing. I wonder if it's because we're always covering the outcome that's there to be counterbalanced like we know what the other one's doing so we'll do that i don't know when you're in a crisis you're just wanting to solve it and and of course i was like well all we need is a lockbox i'm just gonna walk around and see if anyone has one she's like what are you even talking about i was like you stay here and i'll be back and i never once told her don't start the fucking car you know which i should have i should have taken her damn keys 
No, I'd probably end up with her locked inside her own car, dead. I'd be in jail for murder. Oh, we'd be on some. And then, in this next 48-hour case court appearance, number 14. Boston. Oh, and yes, that is very much the first Home Depot employee I have seen since the whole fucking thing. And of course it's her. Of course it is. And it's not like that's a weird her. It's This is somebody I hired who's still there. Like, we have a lot of history there. That's all I'm saying. She knows me as well as anybody there. That's it. Pause. So she had to have been our solution. I didn't want to have that conversation at all. At all. Especially with her. So, thank you, big man God. You're the best.